Hello and welcome to Cosmic Crit, where we play Starfinder. Right now we are playing Attack of the Swarm and we are currently in the thick of Fate of the Fifth, the first book of the Adventure Path. And it just so happens to be written by one Patrick Brennan, who is also our GM. So I'd say this is probably a pretty good actual play to be listening to of Attack of the Swarm right now. But before we jump right into the episode, I did want to mention that if you haven't already, you should check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cosmic Crit. We have several tiers that you can choose from if you want to throw us a few dollars every month. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and you can get some rewards too. Some of the stuff that Patreon subscribers have gotten lately are, of course, our Natural 20 shout outs. So if we roll a Natural 20 in the episode, we'll shout out one of our Patreon members. Also for season three, we released the character artwork to them a little bit early. So they got a sort of sneak peek at what our characters were gonna look like. And they also get access to our Drift Rider specials before we put them on our regular feed. So the a couple of weeks ago, we released the first two Drift Rider specials. These are extra episodes. We're calling them season 1.5. They follow our season one characters after their Dead Sons campaign. It's a homebrewed adventure. Um, if you enjoyed those that we released a couple of weeks ago, you can get episodes three and four right now on Patreon. And if you don't have the funds, totally understand. We still appreciate you listening and telling your friends about us and writing reviews and all that good stuff. And also, I really hope that you'll check out our Discord. It's a really great place to connect directly with the cast and with other Crittermanders, talk Starfinder, talk Cosmic Crit, talk all kinds of nerdy stuff, play RPGs. It's, it's a lot of fun over there. It's one of my favorite places on the internet, and I really hope that you'll check it out. All right, I'm not going to delay any longer. Here we are with episode 120, Fatigue, Fatigue of, of Legends. Legends. Episode commencing in... Three, two, one. Episode initiated. Charge up your mega busters and get ready to pause and unpause the game real quick. It's time for this week's episode of Mega Crit. I am this podcast stages GM, Dr. Patrick B. Wiley, and I'm throwing all manner of robots and themed bosses at you all this week. So everyone out there, get ready and get equipped with my five players and your friends. To my right... She's ready to roll into a cutting trick attack. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. Hello. Across from her, this elec man is going to shock you with his E-type attacks. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. 20 XT6. And to my right, they call him Guts Man because that's what he's going to spill. It's Tyler dredging up Devashio. Across from him, he will heal you up with a big life energy before a boss. It's Jabert playing as Trest. Call me Captain Bug. And finally, across the digital table, like all video games, the smallest enemies are sometimes the hardest to avoid. Why, it's Miles mixing it up with Sprouts. Good evening. Hello, everyone. How are you guys doing? Pretty wonderful, Patrick. I'm a massive Mega Man fan. Yeah, I knew that about you. I really wanted to bust out the Mega Man 8 uh, audio clips uh, for, for Dr. Light. <laughs> yeah, I could only remember about Mega Man that like all the bosses had names that were like just like title plus noun, and so I was like, <laughs> I was thinking, uh, Doctor. Oh, so you mean like 1940 superheroes? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, <laughs> precisely. <laughs> hey, here's Fan Man, <laughs> DDS Heartman. 
Mr. Wall, Captain Poster. <laughs> uh, they, 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 they get creative sometimes, and then sometimes it's like, they're a splash woman. Right. Yeah, I think Captain Poster is very creative. <laughs> Mr. Wall. <laughs> Speaking about uh, cinematic oldie experiences, uh, one of the things that got me excited about writing this specific AP volume was uh, Cats. Is the oh, movie Cats. Why? It was the movie why? Cats, yes. Why? Why? No, it's the uh, the war element of the story. So a lot of my inspiration came from the real world, but also fictional displays of that. So um, a lot of classic films uh, inspiring some of this action you guys are, are seeing right now. I was wondering if you all had a favorite war film or film set during like conflict of, of some sort. I'm going to say... And I'm going to say this right now because I know this is just so on the nose that we don't need to really talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my favorites is Starship Troopers. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, it's I mean, I love it. A, from just a, a film standpoint, I think it's just a lot of fun to watch. Um, but B, uh, I think it's a great sort of uh, satire and it sort of came to me at a moment um, sort of in you know my, you know, our country's. Like yeah. And our country's sort of politic era that uh uh it was it was it, it resonated with me let's say and um there might uh, be a, a little bit of starship troopers in this ap no patrick i don't know if the i don't know if the author of this ap was really thinking about well, starship troopers <laughs> i would not like to know more the working <laughs> title for attack of the swarm was swarm ship troopers so i think uh, <laughs> you gotta write oh, that yeah no the, oh, i mean boy. how can a, a movie be so on the nose, entertaining for the masses and like high political satire. Pretty, pretty subversive at Very considering subversive. the time, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And I and think Doogie Hauser in it. And it also Doogie Hauser in it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think part of the film's initial, like it didn't, I mean, it did okay, but it wasn't a, a massive thing. So I think, I think a lot of that went over some people's heads. Yeah. yeah I, th- I, I think it bloomed into its success for it sure. Did. Yeah. Well, that was one of like the early, I think successes of, of DVD back in the days. I remember Matrix mm-hmm. was a big one and then that came out and did very well, um, you know, uh, in, in home ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of like, you know, actual human earth stuff. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big war movie person. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just never been my particular taste, but I, I will definitely say this is not a film, but I think it, it equally qualifies. Um, HBO's band of brothers mm-hmm. is, I think yeah. both heart wrenching and it also kind of gives you uh, warts and all like you see, it doesn't glorify it, but it also, I mean, it does a little bit with the, some of the sentiment, uh, towards the end mm-hmm. of each episode, but it, it shows you kind of the horrors of war too. And just, you know, how abysmal it can be. I'm going to add, a, I'm going to add on to that just because Spielberg was related to both of these projects. Uh, the, the D day invasion at the beginning of saving private Ryan is one of the most affected I've ever been watching mm. a movie in a theater. And, uh, oh, yeah, he he captured just this raw just terror of what was going on in those moments and and, and was really really moving I, I honestly I can't remember the rest of the movie because that is what oh. I have in my head every time I there's, think about that movie there's so many good parts of that movie um I I mean the the same subject matter um one of my favorite war films is the longest day which I don't feel like it's talked about that much anymore because Saving Private Ryan did come out, but it's about right. the 
invasion of Fortress Europe um, from multiple kind of points of view. And you got a super cast back then of Henry Fonda, Sean Connery, John Wayne taking on um, the D-Day invasion. Yeah, you know, that's right? kind of a winner. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I feel like I have some homework to do because I have seen none of the movies that y'all have uh, mentioned so <laughs> far. Oh my so goodness, far. Rebecca, um, uh, let's pause and just go ahead and watch Star Trek. Oh yeah, Great <laughs> Escape. We'll add Great Escape to the Great. list. Yeah, there's uh, there's some that aren't like really war. Like they they aren't about the war itself, but um, yeah, that's uh, what I liked about Jarhead. Well, and yeah, I was going to say, and, I really like Casablanca. And yeah. part of the reason that I like Casablanca is because it was made at the time that it takes place. So like we watch it and we think, oh, that was a long Historical. time ago, you know, World mm-hmm. War II or whatever. It was happening at the time that the movie came out. And when you put it in in that context, like mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a really um, effective uh, movie to watch. It, yeah, it that's, is. that's how I feel about um, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Um, mm-hmm. It's a uh, it you know it was made when the Nazis were actually trying to get the Ark of the Covenant, um, and <laughs> you see the real <laughs> event. You see the real event of the Nazis getting melted by uh, God's holy light. And and thankfully, uh, Steven Spielberg was there uh, to <laughs> capture it on the film. Documentary. That that is my favorite documentary series. Jones. Uh, Indeed, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my, let's. Oh, Tyler, you got one. Mine's really quick. Mm-hmm. It's just it's Seven Samurai. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a great film. Uh, it's a great movie. One of my favorites for sure, and uh, one of the reasons why Star Wars has some pretty awesome uh, uh, Akira Kurosawa base material to to pick from is because that movie is so popular. Like almost all of his movies came over uh, with with that one. Proof that one. And I have seen Ron. That is yeah. also a war movie. Ron. Also- Ron might have came first because it was actually colorized. I think when it was brought over if, if memory serves um it's, it's yeah, part so of like it was a, definitely a, a in color joint. i watched it in color yeah i think it was like a joint u.s and, and japanese production on that uh yeah so enough of those uh examples of other cinematic action we got our own cinematic action here on the podcast got space stations falling from orbit and vast unfeeling enemy on your heels as you guys are trying to pick up the pieces in retreat but before we get back to it Spreads Marlowe, why don't you tell us, give us a page from your journal. Tell us what happened last time on Cosmic Crits. Yeah. It's a bog eat everything and everyone world in the trenches. We patched up Big D and then received orders to hightail and claw it to Brinoa to reinforce the retreat. Swarm were descending on the city in numbers not seen since the last Strawberry Machine Cake concert. But I don't think the Swarm were interested in handing out backstage passes and we ain't interested in eating acid. We moved up to hold the line and brought down four dredges before we got the full retreat signal. Everything turned into another BBBS situation. It's a long run to Fort Gallant. It's going to take every bit of strength we have to get there. More so than ever since we lost Major Jal Demerick in the retreat. Never could get a pin on that vest, but he went down his way, killing dozens of the swarm. Indeed. And this episode, like last, does not start on Susquehann, but uh, a similar world in a similar state Almost 25 years ago, on the packed world of Akaton, the red planet in the grips of an invasion like the rest of the pact, but the swarm seemed to want Akaton badly, something on it they were after. The fighting here recorded the greatest casualties on both sides as the Viscarium sent an entire war fleet to the planet and performed a massive counterattack. And it's here at the Battle of the Black Gulch. In the carnage that followed the 10 hours of fighting that we see Jaldamarek 
Where his right eye was is now just a bandage of blood-soaked rags. His armor is scarred beyond recognition, where large mantithrops had tried to cut him down. And he's covered in component ichor and coughs up a mix of blood that had settled in his lungs, a mix of his own and his enemies, as he atomized many of them and breathed in their death. In a pool of red and black blood, he kneels down and begins a ritual prayer to Demoratosh, painting his scales with his blood and his enemies. And while he anoints himself, besides him is a Sheeran, one of the new allies with him in the recently formed pact, the bug standing with his arms outstretched, likewise beginning to pray as well. Eldamaric looks up and smiles, saying, They say your god, Hylax, is one of peace. She likes to talk first and avoid battle. <laughs> How is it you can thank her for this victory over the corpses of our enemies? And as this host Sheeran's antennae begin twitching, pondering the question, uh, they, they take some time before replying and saying, Through Hylax, peace between the Viscarium and the Pact was possible when once thought impossible. It, it took one common enemy to end the silent war that raged for centuries. Peace begets peace, Jaldemarek. And when we give ourselves over something seemingly impossible, then miracles can happen. Eventually, one day, the universe will know Hylax's truth, the meaning of all the suffering, why it is that you and I fight and die, and others hope and pray. Jaldemarek finishes his prayer, motions, and, and, and stands up and says, And why is that, Private Vahansk? It is that simple truth that the universe shall eventually know what it means to plant trees in whose shade you will never sit. The cold wind streaks across the white blanketed plains of the Alupin Highlands, ice streaks appearing on Triss' armor as your character is marching here, Jabert, feeling once again the connection to these words spoken on a planet alien to you a quarter of a century ago. How is, how is Triss doing after seeing Jeldamar cut down, potentially dead now? Um, I think from what Trest knew of Jaldemarek, it was um, uh, it was certainly a shock to see to see him fall. Um, seemed like Jaldemarek sort of had what it took to you know lead lead the whole lead this whole crew through the through the war. But um, I mean, I mean, for the moment, to... you guys are alive right now, at least. <laughs> right, he he led us through this far, so we've got that to thank him for. Um, uh, but uh, it's um, what, what can you say? He uh, he gave his life to uh, to preserve life, uh, but he gave his life in death. So mm -hmm. uh, so it's a it's a complicated person, but um, you know we uh, will honor him in the best way that we can uh, by hopefully living and. Uh and fighting where he cannot. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> yes, but I don't want to make any promises. <laughs> uh, yeah, last week you guys started on a long journey to Fort Gallant, uh, just a couple miles down the road. Um, Our own we, longest day. <laughs> yeah, the, this might might be, actually. Uh, you've been up now for like 15 hours um, since you, you rested at Camp Cavalier. Um, a bit of housekeeping before we get back into the march is that Miles on that first force march check, that fortitude check, you rolled an 11 on a DC 10, but we forgot to factor in that your character for the next uh, two hours 
is still shaken. So that first save is actually a fail. And Sprout's going to be taking uh, 1d6 damage from that march. So I'm going to roll that now for you. Bingo, bingo. All righty, just five points of non-lethal damage to Sprout's. Um, And uh, I believe we just took a a 10-minute rest for Devasho at the the end of the last episode. If you want to burn an RP now as well, you can. Yeah. Okay. Um, Right. So we said we would talk about it more in depth this session uh, as you guys had, you know, about 24 miles from the the area on on Interstate uh, Highway 12 there outside of Brinoa. Uh, about 20 or so miles still to go um, where you last left them off and all of that time is going to be under the forced march rules and it's a, a set of rules in Starfinder I don't know how often it comes up because you know how often do you have to non-stop uh, have your characters march without uh, without any reprieve uh, but the rules detailing how much your character can walk and run and hustle in a given day fall under kind of overland movement and in a normal day of walking, you can walk for eight hours, no penalty, just like in real life. You start to get a little tired at the end, but everything beyond that is going to fall under the, the forced march banner. And um, like we talked about, that means like every hour you're going to have to make some fortitude saves to to not take non-lethal damage as you begin to slow and get tired and muscles begin uh, taking some damage. I think the slowest member of Midnight Squad right now is Trest with uh, a 25-foot movement. Is that correct? That's me. Uh, just because of, right, heavy armor? Uh, correct, yeah. Um, I'm, wearing that, I'm wearing that reinforced EVA suit right now, and it's sort of, it's sort of, sort of binding up a little bit. <laughs> uh, so if you're just walking at the the base speed of your party right now is 25 everyone uh for those 20 miles we're talking like two to three miles per hour in there at, at least eight hours of forge force march travel um in that time so we're talking eight more fortitude saves potentially mm-hmm. eight d6 damage um if we get to that last dc i think it's gonna be up i think it's gonna be like t- dc 26 somewhere in there you mean auto fail because none of us can reach which that? means auto pass on the natural 20 tyler you always got to look at the uh, the bright side of things no uh but yeah you're at some point you're going to take some damage from this um and i think those of you with profession soldier probably going to know that it, it's going to get very rough not only that it's freezing outside uh you're not walking on like a straight and narrow path you're trying to find your way through the 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 recently snowed upon kind of foothills here uh so it could take longer it t- could take if you slow down up to 10 hours and that's when we get into territory questions of like you know your environmental protections going down uh if if you've been using them for already about 15 hours right now uh fighting off the cold um and things like sleep deprivation. What a fun, fun idea. All these rules are in the Starfinder rule book, kind of base rules just for like, well, what happens if you're dying of thirst? You know, that's another example in there. So let, let's talk about it. Um, tell me, are there any other skills you think your characters have that might potentially play into this section of the story, this forced march? If you have like a relevant skill that you think could be used to modify or, or, or you know, might come up during this, uh, feel free to pitch me what you think. What about um, with profession soldier? Mm-hmm. Um, would we potentially know how to conserve our energy from our training? 
Um, I could foresee if you guys want to make a profession soldier check per hour uh, on a, a success, being able to maybe impart some bonuses to yourself or your teammates, if that's what's that's what you want to use it for. I feel like if you went through boot in the SDF and you you learned a great deal from it, they probably took you on uh, multiple, you know, eight hour plus marches and things like that. Um, I would I would uh, sort of expect that with uh, a successful uh, survival check, you could find your way a little, maybe a little bit more quickly through mm-hmm. an area. Well, I'll tell you that. Um, at, at the very least, you guys will need to make a, a simple survival check to to stay on a path. Um, and if no one is able to make that, then you'll slow down. If you roll a great deal in excess of that, you might be able to find an easier path. I think mm-hmm. I, I would allow that. But um, base DC, uh, a 10 survival check. If no one makes it on a, on an hour, then you're, you, you find like the, the most difficult path. It might slow you down a bit. Um, if you want to roll perception instead, if you guys uh, don't have any ranks in survival, I'll allow it, but that's going to be a harder difficulty class to, to hit. Could athletics Patrick. factor into this? Um, how so? Uh, well, I mean, walking a great distance or moving a great distance seems like if you were, if you had points in athletics, you might be used to marathon running or some other kind of, of exercise that would make you a little more survivable in something like this. Echo 7, go to the mall on the weekends, do some power walking, yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. Uh, I'll allow it to give a, a bonus to that fortitude save, potentially. I mean, <clears throat> someone could carry me. <laughs> that, that's not really a skill, but it is a... Uh, I'm tiny. <laughs> a physical possibility is, is we did determine from our, our last AP that small uh, people are like about eight bulk, and about half of that for tiny people, uh, aka four bulk. So I think most anyone here can potentially carry you. Um, I don't think yeah. anyone's really super gear laden except for perhaps Trest. Uh, Patrick, I just wanted to, I know we keep saying fortitude save. Uh, mm-hmm. but the rules for forced march say constitution check. What's the rule? Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to be making fortitude saves, which is constitution based. Just wanted to make sure. So what about. Um, is there any chance that this path is not completely flat? Like, could there be some hills that we have to go down? And if so, could we use acrobatics to try to gain some speed, you know, slide on our butts and slide down the down the mountain? Very, very uh, <laughs> loose association potentially for that. But that would be, you know, you're only moving as fast as the, the base of your, your party. Um, that would fall into you know finding like an easy path with perhaps survival no no sledding despite the snow i'm sorry yeah i'm i'm bummed that i didn't pick up some skis (laughs) that's easier yeah some cross-country uh snowshoes (laughs) or uh (laughs) i actually made an an item in the the back material i sent you guys of um formation boots which are specifically for force march uh, we'll basically give you a, a small bonus for for these long marches. But we didn't pick those up, so yeah, we never trust <laughs> yeah. you when you say stuff like that because <laughs> you you're always like, oh yeah, do this, it'll help you out. <laughs> <laughs> May those fools waste money on boots. <laughs> Papa GM needs some more shoe money. <laughs> Um, right. Uh, we haven't talked about some additional overland movement rules, uh, which include um, hustle or, or running. 
Uh, hustle is kind of like a light jog. It does double your movement speed. So right now, if you're at 25 foot, um, it'll, it'll boost you up to like 50. So that's um, about half as, as far as you would get running. Running, you can't really do for hours at a time, but you can hustle for that amount of time. Now, the, the thing with that is past the first hour, you're getting a guaranteed point of non-lethal damage, and that doubles for every hour you spend doing that until you rest. So by hour, like, five of hustling, uh, you're taking eight damage on top of if you potentially fail that Force March Fortitude check. Uh, that's an additional D6 that would be on top of that. So that that can get dangerous if, if you do it for long enough. Um and what else? What else we got? Uh, oh, I, I should mention, I said this last week, if you guys do get any non-lethal damage from Force March, um, from the cold as well, from hypothermia, that gives you the fatigued condition, which doesn't affect your movement, but does give a whole bunch of negatives to, to various uh, abilities. But if you do any other action that um, causes you to become fatigued again, you then move from fatigued onto the exhausted stage. Uh, if you heal up the the RP or uh, the, the SP from fatigued, it will get rid of the condition. But if you become exhausted, you're just exhausted until you sleep, until you rest again. Um, and that is, is a bit of a larger negative penalty. It's a negative three to like attacks and saves and things like that. And it drops your movement speed down to half. So if if someone with 30 foot movement becomes exhausted, you're now at 15. Yeah, but we're at 25. So Yeah. Um, now, the good thing about exhaustion is that once I said, once you're exhausted, it doesn't really get worse than that. <laughs> you can't go down to oh. like one quarter speed or anything. No super exhausted. There's no like baby exhausted. You know what, Tyler? You're right. Let's make up some more rules. Right oh, I now. like it. I like it. I'm getting my pen and paper right now. Uh, no, no, that's um, it's about as bad as it can get. Um, All right, let's chuck some dice. Yeah. Well, like I said, when <laughs> when uh, we started this this year, this campaign, I warned you guys that maybe your players' characters are going to be equipped for this war, whereas you as players might not be. What's What's the best way to handle this? How do you tackle this section of the the AP? And I mean, depending on the dice rolls and your decisions, this could be life or death here. Um, eventually, I will say, mo everyone's going to get some drain eventually, some some non lethal damage from this because, like I said, you're going to have to roll a twenty at at some point. But um, yeah, I think I think if we start hustling by the time the DC reaches twenty, um, it's probably a good idea. Um, because I think that a non-zero number of us have a, a fortitude save that is plus one. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even hitting a DC twelve for a few of us is is not easy. Well, yeah, right now this next one's going to be DC twelve, but both Trest and Sprouts have the shaking condition, so that's a little harder for them, even. Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. stacked this stuff? Yeah, so I've got a minus one. I've got a minus one total on my check. Oh, man. So, so yeah, how you guys manage this, you know, how willing you are to push your characters, you know, are you, are you going to be risky? Are you going to try to be guarded? Uh, you know, that's going to determine whether you're, as a party, going to be able to weather this storm. And a, a large part of this section is indeed going to be uh, teamwork, uh, resource management, um, maybe some active leadership. Um, 
what what do you want to do for this first hour? And, and like I said, if you have any questions, if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them because other uh, you know listeners might play this or or other Starfinder Force Marches in the future and be interested in your good or bad example. Well, I mean, I, I guess I'm curious what you mean by there are there's leadership. Uh, opportunities here because it seems like there's just rolling fortitude opportunities here <laughs> like what do you mean like <laughs> well i was going to ask so if zinnia is flying which mm-hmm. i'm planning to fly anyway I'll, I'll fly up like a little ways above is there any way that she can keep an eye out for dangerous passes or you know keep an eye on the road for mm-hmm. her teammates yeah i mean it is it is the full bright of day here um uh still a little uh maybe like nine or 10 in the morning of a, a 26 hour day. So you have a, a good vision, um, maybe past some some flustering storm, uh, snowstorms every every little bit. But um, uh, doing something like that, you might want to roll a survival check uh, and you might be able to get a, a little bit of a bonus if you got some ranks in that. Um, is that what you want to do here for this first hour, Rebecca? Uh, yeah, but I don't have ranks in survival. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I have so, so, so just out of just out of curiosity i mean so did did you have any thoughts on on that i mean about like what like, i guess i just don't quite understand what you mean by um leadership in this moment well right now no one has told me a specific plan except let's roll fortitude so okay right uh if someone... so you're looking for like sort of like a like a strategy at this point oh yeah you guys had a a whole week i mean you i, I think we talked to each other outside of character March. I mean, I think Jabert already said it. It's March until we hit like DC 20 probably, and then we'll hustle. And, yeah, I think it's slow and steady because, wins the race until we're losing the race, and then we hustle. There's no uh, reason to make a plan because the plan is going to change depending on how much stamina points people have and how much RP people have and how if you pass or fail. Should we, so, should we hustle the first hour just to get ahead of the swarm that is likely behind us? I mean, it's it, it's possible that it's it's not too bad to go ahead and hustle for a few and like so so what what's the minimum number of uh, of resolve points that somebody has right now? I have one. You have one more resolve point. I, I mean, like so, it might not be a bad idea to well because we we hustle, we get ahead of the swarm, we then can potentially take a little extra time if we need it to heal in a 10 minute but granted that's going to burn the resolve anyway so never mind um right exactly right yeah so like so like i mean i think i think what we do is we uh is we uh uh move normal on this next one we we basically move normal until devasho takes some more damage then once he takes some more damage we allow him to heal the stamina and then we uh uh move we move forward until he takes some more damage and then at that point we'd start just running right because yeah, this is because awesome. right now this is all gated off of how much resolve devasho has so because yeah, i well and actually what we might want to do is uh there we might want to push it until there's a point where we where we should all stop and heal and then just hustle hustle hot like you know what i'm saying just like the sprint to the finish because if we all heal our stamina up at the same you know at the same time and then we just right. we just hustle as yeah. as long as we can and hope we get there. Shrug. My, my my only concern with that would be letting people get into the exhausted state before we gotta like book it. 
that would well, be my only concern. I mean, I think there. we're gonna. I agree. I think we're gonna get in the exhausted state. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, we'll. I think we'll become exhausted eventually. But the longer we can go without being exhausted, I think is best. Yeah, and hustling first is going to get us too exhausted faster. So yeah, yeah. Okay. I say we just I, keep pace again, slow and steady wins the race until we're losing the race, and then we speed up. Right. Okay. <laughs> until That's we're what I say. The, losing the race, then we all good. grab yeah. rabbits and then make little makeshift sleds and then we yep. we ride those rabbits to the end of the race. I, just, I guess I, I don't know why I feel super pessimistic that like literally I'm just going to fail the first two and be exhausted. You know well, what? Well, you did Patrick, fail the first I one. <laughs> I mean, I, that's probably, one it's, it's probably going to happen. Tyler, I believe in you. I, believe yeah, in I think I have the highest fort save. Mine's plus three. Uh, well, like I said, before we do our, our, our fortitude saves, Mine's why don't you four. guys go <laughs> ahead and um, do what other action you'd like to do for this hour, if that's survival, to try and find a path, if you want to try yeah. and uh, <laughs> do some calisthenics with uh, Devasho and maybe try and give him a bonus. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do some some orienteering and find the path. Like I said, we are going to need at least one success there to get a, a good route uh, through the, the brush. Oh, actually, before we get going, would it be worth... Do, are you down hit points, Tyler? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Do you want to do a medicine check to try to get that back? You've already done I one mean, on me, so you can't. Oh. Oh, crap. Okay. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> Never nothing, mind. I'd have, to use a, I'd have to use a serum, and I'm only down I'm only down a little, so I'd rather wait until that gets hit again, and then, and then maybe try to take care of it with my serum. Right. Okay, so while Zenia is flying above the Earth or the mm -hmm. Suscalon, whatever it's called, um, uh, <laughs> planet. That's the one. Yes. <laughs> the planet. Uh, can uh, can I use perception maybe to see what might be ahead of us? That you know, if, over the. If crust? you prefer to do that instead of survival, like I said, I'll allow it. It'll be a, a more difficult DC. Uh, Trust has rolled survival, and because of shaken, that's a nine, which means that's a fail. And a nine for me on perception. So look at that. Not gonna do it. Does anybody else can, want to try? Like I said, anyone can and try for the survival check. Uh, Devasha will just give it a shot. Magic uh, nine ball. Gosh darn it. <laughs> Miles, what'd you get? Uh, I rolled a twelve. All right, ten. with with shaken, that will be a ten. So that will be enough for this hour. Whew. Uh, looks like everyone's used the rules here except for uh, Echo Seven. Drew, uh, do you want to try and impart a bonus? Yes, or I'd like to use a... uh, athletics to try to give Devasho a bonus. Okay, I'm just going to set athletics. set this. Oh, as well, the... I, well, if if you if, uh, if you who needs the biggest bonus? I guess that's the thing. If, if for fort saves, I have plus four, so I, I feel like. Yeah. Well, Wait, what I'm saying is, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, if if that's Sprouse. the case, then Sprouse, you're kind of immune to a lot of this action. Who, who are you climbing up on, or, or is there... Do I have a volunteer? Designate Marlowe. You may hop on my shoulders. Careful not to bend antennae. <laughs> <laughs> so Spross kind of just like hops up uh, onto his shoulder, and it's kind of like holding on one of his little, um, little uh, extensions on his back and just kind of keeping an eye out. Kind of keep him vigilant. All, all I can imagine is a plant baby Yoda. <laughs> oh, no. you, you mean a Groot? A baby a, Groot? A baby Groot? <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> a, a, a plant uh, Mogwai. <laughs> uh, but yeah, on top of a a, uh, a silver shiny <laughs> person walking through the wastes here. Uh, what is Sprouts comfortable with that after taking some some non lethal damage from from that first hour of marching? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's he's not the kind to, to kick a gift horse in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, if, if some of you could carry others of you, I would recommend it. But I think for, for medium creatures, we're talking like 12 bulk, which might be uh, slowing you down more than actually helping you out. Um, so, like I said, uh, uh, most everyone else has rolled something for this hour. Um, Echo, you've got perhaps some tips or tricks for someone if you want to roll athletics. Uh, who, who do you want to give that? Yeah, let's do it for Trest. And let's just set the DC at the DC for the, the Force March 12 right now. Hmm. <laughs> this is how it's going to be, man. Uh, Three on the dice. Come on. <laughs> now, uh, can I help? Can I, can I, I, I forgot to I forgot to roll up my dice. I'll be right back in a second. You already tried survival, so that yeah, I was that's about right. to say. Let's just keep it to one roll per hour just to okay. figure it out. Sure. And let's uh, let's move on. Uh, let's get those fortitude checks going for for this hour. Oh. Like I said, this is just uh, your no- normal movement speed for this hour. So we're like two three miles per hour. Can knock off a, a little chunk here. Um, but it is DC 12, and if you guys are ready, let's let's roll them up and, and just call them out as you pass or fail. Oh, that's a natural 20 from Zinnia, 22. <laughs> that's, that's a little thanks. Oh, I thought that was me for a second. 17 for Echo 7. Nice. nice. Shock it all. I rolled an 8. Woo-hoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. 8 and a 9. Yeah, 9. Oh, 9 for me. For Devastro and Trest. Uh, all right, so a couple of fails. Go ahead and. Gilbert, um, I noticed that you've got a plus two bonus to to saves related to cold dangers. Does that have any factoring into this uh, force march? In the it would be if I didn't if I wasn't sickened already, possibly. Uh, shaken, shaken condition. Um, but let's go ahead and I'm gonna roll these separately for you guys, unless you want me to roll the damage together. It doesn't make it. It doesn't matter. Just do whatever you want. Uh, rolling them separate. So first one going to Devasho, second to Trest. Can you not be Max, please? Uh, four for Devasho and just a little two to Trest. I went half my SP. And you guys are both fatigued as per the condition. Nice. Uh, so this one, uh, no negative two con checks, four to two checks of any kind, but it is a minus one penalty to but basically everything else. Attack. Yeah, I think like we said, we're going to go ahead and take this uh, 10 minute rest here and go ahead and heal that back up. And so, mm-hmm. and then keep moving. Okay. Sounds good. So you both burn like immediately. In a- we're not, we're not waiting until we're out of SP. Correct. Yes. Cause we're trying to keep up. We're trying to avoid being uh, exhausted right now. Oh, so okay. if, if he were not, if he or I were to fail again, we would be exhausted. We'd both become exhausted. But okay. right, right now we can prevent ourselves from being exhausted. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that means I have no resolve, which is a first, I think, on the show. Oh, boy. Oh, baby. Patrick, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally like lofting myself in front of you <laughs> to be killed <laughs> at this point. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm going to look for I'm going to look for a, for a clean path here. Okay, so we're we're into hour three here of this march, and nobody's fatigued right now. You've healed up that damage, taken a, a quick breather. Um, but yeah, you can already tell that. I mean, not even a, a full quarter of the way through, and you guys are, are feeling it. Um, you want to survival first, stripper? Uh, yeah, let me try that. Okay. All right, there we go. That's a sixteen. 
uh, minus right. two, so 14. Um, yep, yep, that will do it this hour and uh, makes it, you know, basically just so you you have uh, a bit of an easier time. You're able to pick your way through some of the, the little um, valleys between these, these massive hills so you're not walking over every single one of them and you're not going too far off course. Oh, similarly, mm-hmm. question. Could I use an acrobatics check to, as I'm flying through the air, uh, anticipate some wind gusts and evade uh, the, the uh, you know, air resistance, you wind know, resistance? I, now that you put it that way, I feel like you can do that to give a bonus to yourself on this fortitude save. Maybe you're doing like birds do where they just kind of like ride currents to conserve yeah. energy. I'll allow it, but once again, um, what, well, let's do that now. Go go ahead and make that acrobatics check. 27? Jeez. Oh my goodness. Yeah, go ahead and give yourself a, a nice little <laughs> circumstance you, bonus. Can you carry awesome. Devasha? <laughs> so no, plus two to your yeah. next fortitude. Oh. And I only weigh over a thousand pounds. <laughs> oh yeah. Boy, howdy. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, who else has got an action? You've Marge already going to f- try athletics. Okay. For yourself. Oh, my right. gosh. Another Dude, three on the I, dice. I just want to apologize to everybody out there. <laughs> oh. I knew a lot of fans told me and sent me messages, really loving messages, that they were excited to have me play a Trox, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> Reset your cash time. Would it help to burrow underground occasionally? Like, with no? Uh, it's still a movement speed. It's still, it's all the same rules. <laughs> uh, so that's just for the athletics check. So no bonus from yourself. Uh, you've still got uh, Trest and our good friend Sprouts Marlow. Oh, wait, no. Sprouts Marlow and Echo 7 still haven't uh, made uh, a roll. Let, so. me do, let me do an athletics to try to give Trest a bonus. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. Forward, basically, forward. basically, let me throw an arm over your shoulder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like carry some of his weight, maybe. Like you take the the sword for a little bit and his pack, things like that. Oof! You, Oof! Come you, on! Four on the <laughs> you dice. say, hey, can you carry this plant for me for a second? <laughs> <laughs> I have to leak some fl- some uh, lubricants. Designate <laughs> trust. Feel the burn. Work it. Work <laughs> it. Move. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Sprouts, any any skill you think would might be uh, relevant I mean, here I now can, that I you're can, getting a free I can roll at, um, well, let's see. Would survival help? Um, we've already had a successful survival roll. So if you can roll um, a a much higher roll, a much better roll than, than what we've got here, which was, what, uh, 14? Um, potentially, you might be able to find an even better path. But I will say it, it's not required this point for you guys to... Um, you're not going to lose any time. Okay. Um, so I won't, I won't worry so much about it then. It's up to you. I mean, I guess I, if I have nothing else to do, why not? <laughs> well, it's uh, it's a 19. Completely up to you. Okay. So 17. yeah, 17 with the, the check. So not uh, unfortunately scores. No, I, I than, think I think I'm done with the the minus uh, two, aren't I? This is going to be this is going to be the last hour. Oh, so still still there and we'll get rid of that shaken condition as you guys are now finally far away enough from the the battlefield to catch your breath um all righty here so it looks like the only so is shaken gonna so is shaken going to apply to this fort save right here uh yes oh boy uh, no uh no other bonuses except for zinnia getting a bonus uh riding the waves of of air currents uh let's, let's... not great at teamwork she's really good at <laughs> 
helping yeah. yourself though. Yeah, yeah. What, what's, what's Zinnia's perception look like? What's what's Zinnia's perception like? Can she see what I, my hand right now? <laughs> my fingers. How many fingers nope, am I holding up, Zinnia? Oh, she not. See it. Oh, what a shame! You can't. You're, you can't see it. It's so cute. Uh, okay, fortitude save time. All right, here we go. Roll them and call them out. Well, so the DC's 14 now, right? DC 14. Oh, no. That's an 18 for Zinnia. Oh, a pass for Zinnia doing fine up in the clouds. It's a 7 for Echo 7. <laughs> Tyler, come on. I rolled a 4, I rolled a 5, <laughs> oh, no. and a 3, and a 4 now. I'm just loving this. A 3, a 4. Uh, where am I sending a roll? Uh, Jabert, you've rolled a 12. Um... But yeah, with the the negative, that is going to well. That, that's a fail. It's DC fourteen, right? No, now. I've, I've rolled a thirteen. Uh, yes, yes. Sorry, um, thirteen. So a couple of fails, and I will go down the line here and roll some non-lethal damage for most everyone except Zinian Sprouts. So first up, uh, Trest, uh, four points of damage. Uh, Echo Seven getting off easy with one point. And five for Devasho. Oh boy, not, not Max, not Max at all. <coughs> Are you in HP damage yet, Tyler? No, I remember I spent my last resolve point to get all my SP back. It's all, uh, I mean, all my almost all my SP is gone again. But you know, geez. I'm just well. I'm just wondering if hitting you with a instead of taking a ten minute rest, if hitting you with a when you get into yeah. HP damage, does hitting you with an a, a, a healing yeah, I have a, serum? I have a serum that I'll like shoot myself up with, but that's not gonna stop. Does that not stop the fatigued into exhausted? No, no, no. I'd have to get all my S. I'd have yeah. to heal the damage that it just did. Meaning, I'd have to get my SP back up to full. We can't heal SP anymore. Yep. So, so I'm, now I'm you're toast. you're staring down the barrel of becoming exhausted. So, moving into hour four, uh, is this going to change your guys' tactics? What do you want to do here? Yeah. So, okay, Zinnia. So, I don't know. Uh, how so, this I think works. we should. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, so uh, seeing Devasho struggling down there, um, she you is great. Choose your words carefully. <laughs> hear, hear me out. Hear me out. All right. So, you know, you may not know. In cycling, in cycling races, the guy that, like, races in front of everybody else blocks the, like, airspeed from, like, they take the, the wind resistance for the rest of the people behind them. Yeah, you're talking about I'm that. I'm wondering, what? You're talking about a flying V situation here. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, we're, we're gonna mighty ducks this thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're you're Zinnia. a true bird lady. No, we're, none of us are flying, Rebecca. No, Come I on. know, I know. No, the program. She's going to fly right above the ground, right in front of Devasho, and try to guard him from the wind resistance, oh, so that he I, can have an easier time of marching. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna fly behind him to get an easier, <laughs> easier yeah, situation I mean, for. I, I, I appreciate the thought, but almost oh. feet tall, and you are oh, not. Goodness, so, like, so that's good. Not, that's I, true. Well, no, I do I'll, have a big. Yeah. I'll allow it. I like it. Uh, uh, Zinnia is the literal wind beneath Devasha's uh, <laughs> arms. Uh, if you make uh, an acrobatics check, uh, you, can, you can give a little bonus to him. Well, right. so, well, so, so can we? That's a twenty-two. Jeez Louise! Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Bonus. So what I was gonna so what I was gonna ask was, uh, can we take a ten minute rest right now? So this this would be uh, yeah, my the, second that, to last resolve. Yeah. But like yeah, we can keep me, we uh, can keep too. other people from getting exhausted. Oh yeah, most definitely. Too. Okay. Because I, I, I would even, that. even if I get halved, that's fifteen. Uh, that's 
Well, yeah, that's fifteen feet, which is better than Tress ten feet. <laughs> right, right, yeah, and right, and, and you might not get exhausted next time, right? I mean, so oh, like, I'm like gonna. if we if we can I'm if we gonna. can keep everybody out of the exhausted state, if we can keep as many people out of the exhausted state as we can, we'll be, we'll be in better shape. Uh, there's no way I'm making DC sixteen. Uh, can can I ha- can I ask a question? What's that? Yeah. So I have a, a decent intimidate score. Mm-hmm. What? And we have all gone through this basic training military style. Could I roll intimidate to do like a drill sergeant speech to motivate everybody to get up and keep moving? Oh, most definitely. <laughs> most definitely. But I want to hear what that sounds like from like a seven. For sure. <laughs> oh, boy. <sighs> all right. Maybe like that mail call show. Let me see if I make this roll before I do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. 12 on the dice, 17, intimidate. Uh, let's hear it, Drew. All right, you maggots, up and at them. Let's get to it. We've got Swarm behind us. We got somebody to take care of. We got to get to Brenoa. So you have to move, 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 move. Well, you're, you're escaping from Brenoa, so you definitely yeah. don't want to turn around. Yeah, say, good, you, good point, Sarge. And I turn around and I run the other way. Ignore my words and listen to my meaning. Get going, you maggots. Uh, do you want to impart this bonus to a Devasho as well, or is he uh, foregone conclusion? Oh, I'm yelling at everybody. It seems like I would uh, mm-hmm. arouse the entire party with a bonus. Maybe if you rolled better than a 17, but no, let's just pick one person. Devasha. Devasha. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've got the wind beneath your wings. You've got I, I, Echo I 7 wait. shouting in your ear. <laughs> I can't wait to disappoint both Yeah, <laughs> don't screw this up, Drew. Tyler. <laughs> yeah, I've got double bonuses, and I'm still going to fail. I just, I'm so <laughs> sorry. No, one, no one's rolled a uh, survival check yet for this hour. Does anybody want to try for that? Uh, yes, please. Yeah, you you want to roll with you want to roll as well? Sure. Well, I would say just until someone succeeds at it. Okay. Good goodness gracious. Yeah, trust uh, three on the dice. So, Miles, what you got? Sixteen. All right, there we go. Pass and Devasho, you got a, a skill check? Gonna, something? No, no, because I know if I roll a skill check here, it's going to be like an eighteen, and then I'm going to roll <laughs> low on the actual fort check. So I'm going to say, I'm going to pocket that 18 by not doing anything. Tyler, if you roll an 18, it won't be worse. (laughs) (laughs) The dice work. Uh, Are you sure you don't want to give yourself a potential bonus? Give yourself a bonus. I'm going to kill you. I just, I just want, I just want everyone to know what I wanted to do. I want to see this natural 20. I support whatever you want to do. Oh, God. well, I rolled a six. So, <laughs> All right. You know well, what? no nope. bonus, but hey, that six is out I've of the yet way. To roll, I have yet to roll above double digits <laughs> this entire time. I'm due one. Um, so you are fatigued, correct? Correct right now? Yeah, so that was a minus. Uh, no, no, no minus to these saves. I'm just, uh, just for a little reminder here. Um, so for this next hour, hour four, do you guys want to remain at the normal pace or do you want to start hustling? Because this first hour, you at the very least don't take any non-lethal damage from a hustle. I feel uh, like we need to see if Devasho passes this before we decide whether we hustle or not. I, I would tend to agree. Let's if 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 he, if he fails this one, then we should start hustling. Okay, um, then let's. Devasho, oh, does that sound good to you? Mine, mine's the big one, so I'll roll first. This will decide. Here's, no, Tyler. Here's, Tyler, roll last. <laughs> let's I'll let's roll, amp okay, up fine. the tension. <laughs> I'll roll last. We'll amp up tension. Everyone else roll those fortitude saves. All right. 
Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> this makes me feel better. We've I got love three you guys. fails so far. We've got a, a wow, a three on the dice, nine on the dice, a one on the dice from Echo Seven. So that's that's three fails at the very least this hour. Uh, Tyler, take us home. <laughs> uh, I'm a hero. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, I'm <level> <laughs> He did it. <laughs> we did it fast. We, we all failed so that Tyler could pass. Tyler has a plus three on these. Why are we giving Tyler all these bonuses? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Oh, the bonus wouldn't have saved you, Trust. Uh, that's true. That's <laughs> fair. Wouldn't have saved anybody. <laughs> you and me, Echo, we're just like holding hands in the back of the party, just straggling. Um... Awesome. So fatigued, but uh, able to to keep with it this hour and oh, almost boy. halfway there. Um, uh, you guys continue marching on and wait. So do we take? Oh, do yeah. we take damage? Uh, you three do. The big guy okay. does not. So let me do that first. Yeah. And then we'll uh, hustle. Uh, three for Trest, one for Zinnia, and four for Echo Seven. Four, four, Echo Seven. Um, uh, can we go ahead and take that uh, ten minute? Yep, yep. So long as you mm-hmm. guys are able to to move fast, uh, then take a quick breather. So that's my that's my last resolve. I don't oh, think yeah. I'm going to. T- should I take one? I have five SP back. Yeah, I only took but, one. Yeah, but, yes, but, because but, I get rid of fatigued. Yeah, you because yeah, if you, you take another point of damage. Oh, okay. So see if we hustle oh, yeah, now, then. I won't get. I will not get exhausted. We can, and you guys won't get fatigued. And well, then, you, you'll take another fortitude check at the end of the, a hustle hour. It doesn't right, but at, at least, yeah, but, so but it'll be, it'll be at our max speeds. But Correct. we want to hustle now, right? So we want to hustle now because it'll be at yeah. our max speed. Yeah, I think and we'll so. take then, no penalty for the first one. It's the ones after that that we're starting to take. Yeah, penalty. yeah. So we'll be, we'll be, um, you know, we'll probably all get fatigued after this, mm-hmm. and I'll become exhausted after this. But at least we got the most out of it. So it, it sounds to me like for these last four hours, you guys have since leaving Jaldemar's side have just been trudging, like. Um, for the most part, pretty pretty quietly through the the snowy hills uh, around um, the Bernoa region, through through some areas of, of Susklin that are pretty big and, and untamed, uh, following a very narrow path alongside maybe a dried riverbed. And you guys, um, it's not hard um, to, to find these paths because it is um, it is light outside, sunlight diffused through the uh, the dark gray storm clouds above and. Somebody is really nervous about what he's about to say. Well, I mean, I'm just I'm setting the scene as you can still see black billowing kind of smokestacks um, visible on your periphery, but uh, eventually they just become a blip on the horizon and kind of blend in with the 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 clouds. Uh, while you are starting up your your hustle, uh, Tyler Devasho is definitely feeling it right uh, between mm-hmm. dredger battles and uh, apparently this is. Atrox's Achilles heel is uh force march. Yeah, they're 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 you know, he's he was a uh before before enrolling, he was a guard. So I mean mm-hmm. he's used to, you know, doing normal like, you know, slow walk patrols and yeah. being short stationary. bursts of action. But yeah, this is way outside of his conditioning. Um yeah, so as as you guys start hustling, uh your eyes begin to feel very heavy, you know, kind of like you're 
ready to fall asleep while trudging through the snow and the, the hills here. And you can feel just the, the cold beneath your, your carapace, the, the fluid in your arms kind of chugging along sluggishly through your limbs. And it's at this state, as the edges of the world begin to get a little fuzzy, that, like you're about to black out, uh, that a, a voice calls out to you saying, Dava show. What do you do? Uh... This is right as we're like about to start hustling. Oh yeah, no, you're you guys are all moving quickly now. Um, I think he would kind of, I don't know. I think he would almost reflexively kind of slow up and look around, like ah, who said someone there? And maybe like he grabs his moat, activates his shield. It's kind of high alert. Uh, your moat does not come out. Oh, and dope. <laughs> you see your squad mates around you just silently uh, hustling along, and it's another twenty steps in the snow that. Through uh, um, uh, another few moments of silence, that it comes again and says, Davasho. And looking over now, you see your moat just quietly shimmering black and, and purple flames beneath one of your pauldron plates uh, of your chitin. It seems to be calling out to you, talking talking in your mind. I think he would look very confused and looking to be like, Moat? Maybe it, he reaches out to try and touch it. Not grab it, it but just kind of touch it. It is too cold. Burrow down. Leave the others. You must save ourself. Burrowing may give me an advantage, but the swarm are right behind us. I cannot, in good conscience, leave my new allies and friends. You don't need them. I can protect you. You must trust ourselves. Davasho. And where were you when a dredger took out half my chitin on my left side? I think I will trust in friends for now. Uh, you snap out of it, and uh, your your moat is drawn out. It's in shield form right now. Uh, Echo 7, you see this happen. Uh, perhaps Devasho talking to himself, muttering under his breath. Uh, what what would your character do seeing this? Uh, he would reflexively look up at uh, Sprouts on his shoulder and say, Eh, get a load of this guy. I love you, Drew. You're just a dork. <laughs> Uh, Miles, any any reaction if you if it's brought to you Sprout's attention? Um, Sprout's kind of looks on and 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 silently, you know, he, he has an internal monologue, so he just kind of silently kind of think to himself, like you know, that what he's seeing is strange, and that he might have to keep an eye on. Yeah, because when the, this this cat when the moat activates, all of a sudden, you know, twenty feet a twenty foot area just brightens in a purple hue, so it's mm. it's definitely a noticeable thing. Yeah. It's more like. <laughs> You know, we're, we're, we're trying to be sneaky about this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Xenia would notice this. I mean, she's all, you know, stealthy and has owl eyes, so bright lights draw her attention, I think. Um, but she would probably be like, uh, Devacho, is everything okay? Yeah, it was the light show. Uh, Devacho kind of looks up and, like, looks up at Xenia and looks worried, looks over at Sprouts and goes, I, I didn't even realize I had activated. Strange. I think I've been out in the cold too long. Sorry, I will. Let's get going. And he, he lets go of the moat and it hides back, you know, under his chitin and he kind of starts hustling even harder. Uh, while, while he's sort of shuffling that away, uh, trust, uh, I think maybe uh, there's there's some, some telepathic uh, stuff going on with trust here and uh, mm -hmm. he can sort of, maybe it's not telepathy exactly. He can't hear what's happening. He doesn't know exactly, but I feel like trust maybe has like a little bit of empathy, you know, a little bit of an empathic link with these people that uh, uh, sort of are like, you know, in his group now, sorry, mm -hmm. in their group now. 
and um, uh, and uh, Trest would just send a, a just sort of a like, a like a soothing sort of a soothing emotion over to uh, Devasho, just as though as to say like whatever is going on, we will get through this. Would he understand that that was coming from you, or would he just think his moat had totally switched sides? It's like it's like talking into someone's head almost. Oh, right. okay. yeah, you you would, you would, you might you would probably recognize the voice. I think. And so. Yeah, you you see three like claw ups, one from his big arm and two from the vestibules. <laughs> <laughs> and but he, but he kind of like he still has his head down and he's just kind of clomping his feet, his you know his footsteps as he's jogging are just very heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, as, okay. as you're uh, sending warm feelings to Vasha's way, Trest, uh, same time you begin to feel a little uneasy. You get that feeling of uh, shivers up your your vertebrae, like someone's watching you, perhaps a, a bit of a psychic tingle in your shell as well. And as you guys get into the, the next clearing, you, you maybe sense what, what was happening. Uh, you spot in the open what looks like a, a body uh, lying in the snow. And I'll reveal that on the map. It's uh, a humanoid. Uh, as you get closer, it does indeed look like a human. Well, sucks to be them. Got places to go. <laughs> they are, <laughs> they are indeed. Uh, they, you know, they they look a corpse. Um, what would you guys like to do here? Um, Sprouts is definitely going to kind of lean over to to Echo and be like, "It looks like we're in a wild card situation here. You might want to keep your scanners open." Agreed. Can Zinnia do a medicine check to see what may have happened to this body? Uh, please do. You're moving on over to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, making that roll. It's a 10. That's a natural two. <laughs> uh, you're, you're not sure, but you do see, looks like some blood, uh, perhaps some, some wounds on him. Uh, I can also do a medicine check to see if we can figure out anything else. Uh, yeah, that, or if anyone has survival, go ahead and roll it as you're looking at it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pull a survival on this guy. It's Devasha. a 12. Devasha just going to move forward in on the opposite side of the body and just like try to catch his breath. Uh, what I would really like to know is, uh, is this uh, a soldier or is this um, a civilian of some sort? Um, it looks uh, civilian. As you uh, are taking a look at this, you guys uh, have passed the survival. Um, Trest, you can tell this was uh, some kind of attack. You see like claw marks. Uh, but as you're investigating further plant investigating further sprouts uh these these aren't uh swarm marks um but you you know this to be the the telltale claw marks of the susculan brush stalker a predator native to this region and it's at that point uh, why doesn't everyone give me a perception check wrong like the swarm aren't bad enough to have to worry about <laughs> oh crap Wrong. man it's normal I'm- normal light right now right <laughs> It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Miles and I'm gonna quit this whole show. <laughs> I have I have that TM'd. That's TM'd. So oh. you know, get your own. I rolled a uh, six. We've we've got some good ones. Got some bad ones. I think just one person, and that's Tress, gets the both psychic tingle and perhaps the tremor sense of of something moving behind you in the bushes. Um, and you may act in a surprise round as we are. Going into combat. <sighs> Looking over that way, Tress sees a, a set of eyes poking out of a snowbank to the east, watching over you as you study this body. 
Uh, Trest, make me a, a initiative roll. I think everyone else has rolled into the turn order. I'm going to as right now as well. Oh, good. I rolled a four for initiative, fam. We're just killing it. Yeah, okay. Natural 20 for me. Oh, That's geez. no problem. Oh, it says 17 on the screen. Oh, I think you were seeing uh, Jabert's initiative. Jabert's initiative was five. Yeah, that's a five. No, my initiative was uh, 18. Uh, I had to roll a second one because I forgot to uh, select myself. Oh, so, I'm sorry. Cut that. Uh, now, Tyler, don't you worry. Uh, you did not roll a four, actually. Um, oh, you good. Did I roll lower? Fatigued, so you rolled a three. Yay. <laughs> oh, good. <sighs> only, oh, good. Only a three. Uh, so surprise round, everyone that rolled over a DC 17 here can make a move or a standard, uh, including my brush stalker. Um, uh, that DC very low, even though it is in its natural habitat, because uh, while I was prepping this AP, I rolled a one on its stealth. Is so Sprout only- still on my shoulders? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. Okay, cool. So I guess it's be right here. Uh, okay, so first up is me, and the brush stalker is going to, as a mover standard, just move straight over to Echo 7, and uh, that will be its turn. Trest, you get to make a mover standard here in the uh, in the surprise round. What, what, what do you want to do? I can't remember. Did we say last week that we were presuming that we were moving around with our weapons out, or...? Yeah, that's fine while while marching. Okay. Um, then, I mean, I guess I'm going to take a move action to step up. To <laughs> step, step over the dead body. Step, step on top of and stand on top of the face of the dead person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In the normal turn order, this thing now has a couple of targets. We've got uh, the, the teeny sprouts, uh, Echo 7, and Trest within its reach. Uh, let's see. Let's see who it's going to go for. What do we? What do we? What do we want for the brush stalker? Uh, actually, it's just going to attack whoever's. Well, everyone's kind of equally close. Um, let me uh, show you first before this thing uh, murders your party. What exactly this looks like? Here we go. Oh, oh it's like no! A, wait, everything. What is everything happening is with the nose and the mouth? Yeah, it's like yeah. kind of cute, and then it. It's adorable. Then I mean, it, it looks like, it looks like a, a a bat, like a a bat. Yeah, like it does. A, yeah, it's like, like a, a if a wolf was a bat, but also made of hate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got these shimmering scales on its backside that you know looks like kind of uh, white snow camouflage, um, maybe iridescent red for some of the the hills here. And yeah, its its coat just kind of like um, puts it into the. Uh, the, the the hillside here a little little active it's kind of a chimera look to it camouflage um right so let's see who it's gonna attack I'll just go down the initiative turn and oh it's gonna attack sprouts why not I knew that was happening it's got a little uh, a little hors d'oeuvre before the rest of the the five course meal right. uh so let's make a single claw attack as it tries to claw you off of echo's shoulder Ooh, only a six on the dice. What is your KC, Miles? Uh, 15. All right. It is hits. Four. It hit? Oh, yeah. Six on the dice. Uh, seven points of slashing damage. As it, Maybe it looked like it was about to go for extra seven, but sees you moving about and gets spooked 
So it's going to claw right at you. Uh, that is its entire turn, and we're in the normal turn order. Echo 7! Oh, uh, prong! Sorry, Sprouts! <laughs> uh, so since it's made its attack, does it have any attacks of opportunity available to it? Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. Most most everything gets at It hasn't made one. a reaction. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to take a guarded step uh, back in the corner, and Sprouts mm-hmm. not to come with me, because you're still on my shoulders. Yep. And because I've got my heel cannon out, I'm going to try to blast this thing oh yeah please do oh, oh no oh, oh, it wanted hey, it wanted know, to be a 20 but it's i not. hate the 3d dice so much uh, <laughs> that's a natural too and we went ahead and <laughs> we have a, a short version now toot toot kaboom makes me happy but sad for you guys all the same uh that's that's going to be a miss, of course. Uh, Zinnia, you are up next and about 10 feet away from this thing. Yeah, Zinnia is going to uh, sort of scoot around uh, Sprouts and Echo um, mm-hmm. so that she's behind them um, and uh, stealthily so. And I believe that my camouflage membrane is still um, attuned to this terrain. So, Oh, yeah. You're, you're um, in a snow patch right now. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I get a plus two to my... Uh, Stealth trick attack. All right, let's see. I'm it. going to take a shot. All right. Oh no, that was bad. All right, so CR one or lower. That is not enough for All the right. trick. Failed trick. All right, but the attack is an 18. Hey, that is a hit. And it does one damage. Minimum oh. damage, but first damage on this creature. Is it bloodied? <laughs> it's actually <laughs> you're dead. Um, no, this is a. It looks like a, a, a one of the larger brush shockers. Like if you guys are native to the planet uh, that you've ever seen, but uh, something looks off about it. If you figure that out, you can. Man, I meant to do a life science check on this thing. It's still your turn. If you want to roll it, go ahead. Awesome. And it's a negative five to Xenobiology checks, mm-hmm. so fifteen on that. Good because you needed needed a seventeen. Uh, this is yeah is an apex predator. Uh, you think in its like prime territory these hills, but you can tell this one looks pretty gaunt and perhaps might have taken some uh, damage, maybe some injuries because it looks it looks uh, very frail. Um, and I mean I could tell you anything you know one thing about this creature if you you have a question, but. Uh, um, I, I will tell you, it doesn't really have any super special abilities. Okay. Um. Let's see. Can I see where the injuries are, or what the extent of the injuries? Like I said, it looks are? maybe malnourished, like it is in need of a meal. Okay. Okay. Um. Is, is there anything about the, its stat block you, you're interested in? Uh. Any ideas? Weaknesses. I would like. I would like to know its ACs. Yeah, ACs. Can you find that out? Can I ask yeah. that? Oh, the defense. Great. Uh, it is uh, 13 EAC, 15 KAC. Okay. It is very fast, but this thing isn't wearing armor. Is a has a armored hide, so shouldn't be that hard to hit if that is indeed what you do. Uh, Jabert, uh, Trest is up next. You are right next to this thing, having seen it uh, rushing up to your squad mates. Uh, uh, let's see here. I am... I'm going to take two two slashes at this oh, thing. Oh, yes. Here we go. Let us... Wow. 
do it. Believe. Right, so this is minus minus six is what this is. Oh boy, <laughs> sickened blows. Oh, here we go. Right. No, you're, you're not, not sick anymore. You're not sickened. You were never sickened. One, and you're not shaken anymore. I'm not shaken. Okay, that's right. Yeah. So just regular old minus four. Here we go. Ooh. Oh. This is why you don't double attack, everybody. <laughs> uh, Fifteen on the attack versus KAC. That's a hit. Oh, well, hey, hey. this is this is why you attack everybody. Yeah, <laughs> Double right. attack everybody. It's what we just found out. Yeah. <laughs> so how much damage? Uh, six points of damage on that attack. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. And then just look at another potential super attack here. Oh, less good that time. That was only a four. Uh, five on the dice will be a miss. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, but uh, six points of damage just as I chop into this thing's <laughs> this drooling maw. Uh, yeah, it looks like it is found another target. <laughs> um, Miles, we're on to Sprouts. What do you want to do? All right, so Sprouts is kind of looking down at the slash mark on his shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a little a little tattered, and he's you know a little a little dejected by that. He's like, ah. <sighs> I can form but a blemish on my character, but not on my clothes. And he takes aim <laughs> at the, the creature. Miles is the best character you've ever had. <laughs> the CR two or lower? Uh, negative two. Yeah, I was about to say it's a uh, looks like eighteen minus twenty. Uh, so trick attack failed, but you have hit on the attack with an eighteen. Yeah, so it's four points of damage. Okay, okay, here mm-hmm. we go. Uh, let's see. And Tyler finishing off turn one at the bottom. Uh, what's Tabasha want to do? Uh, I mean, I guess I'm going to activate the shield mm-hmm. and then attack it where I am. It's probably going to get a bit of a bonus from Tress, but you're attacking. Yeah. Over your, your squad mates uh, yeah. head, but you got 10 foot reach. I got it, 10 it, foot reach. Tyler, I have a question for you. Go for it, buddy. If you have 10 foot reach with your shield, does that mean that you could protect somebody in five feet in your party with a shield? No, the shield is no, unfortunately it doesn't work that way. There are feats for, um, uh, kind of lending someone AC, um, that you can take later on. Actually, you know, for fun though, we could do, let me, so the Trox have a special ability called, um, bulwark, uh, bulwark. And when yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I, I just got done making your your uh, character sheet, and I'm pretty sure you do have that ability. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that's not that's not something I could do because I have a shield. That's something I could do because I'm a Trox. Yeah, right. right. Um, yeah. Cool. So you know what? Let's. I well, mean, well, trust what, is, for for our listeners who might not play a Trox, what what is bulwark? Oh, so when a Trox fight defensively, fights defensively, or takes the total defense action, mm-hmm. I can grant half the bonus to AC by that action to an adjacent ally okay. so since i'm attacking um from behind trest right now I'm, I'm essentially you know try to shield bash over his head um because i'm already going to take a minus to hit so i might as well take my thought is i might as well take more of a minus to hit <laughs> but at least give trest the bonus because that's probably who's going to get attacked so you want to fight defensively yeah so let's fight defensively all right, so that's a negative four, and you both get a plus one AC plus bonus. Four. Yeah, so this is so negative four to this roll. Uh, but you know, who knows? Maybe maybe there's a hidden twenty in here somewhere. Hidden twenty, go. 
I rolled an 18 on the dice. Um, an 18. Minus four. So that's a 22 altogether. <laughs> minus oh, no. four brings it. It's a it's a minus six, including fighting through Trest, but that's still a hit. Yes. Still a hurt. Eight points of force damage to your dome. <gasps> oh, it is bloody now. Hey. That's for sure. <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right, so you got a little bit of a bonus here, both of you. You might need yep. it because uh, this thing is going to try to attack Trest now. The The stalker is taking damage from both you and Devasho, but you're right next to it. And it looks, like I said, looks bloodthirsty. So it is going to jump up and try and slash at the Sheeran's armor. And a 14 on the dice is going to be a hit, even with the bonuses here. So it is clawing right through the armor, getting down to the chitin. And <laughs> weird. It looks like my dice landed on an edge. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, a, a minimum damage, one on the dice. So five points of slashing. Ooch. And uh, Trust, did, you take, did you take hit point damage? Not yet. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me know when you do. Okay. All right. Back. Probably next round. <laughs> I'm guessing. <laughs> Back to the, the rest of the top of the order here uh, with Echo 7, Drew. We're going to blow this thing away. Yeah. Taking a shot. Oh, my. Nice. Oh, my. Nice. Net. Natural. Want. 20. That's a Ooh. spicy meatball. Oh, let's <laughs> hear it. Let's hear it. Boom shakalaka. That's what you call a cosmic crit. Kaboom. <laughs> uh, I will never get over how funny it is that he says kaboom. 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 I, I hope this inspires art of Sprouts and Echo Seven both just shooting when Sprouts is on his shoulder. I love it. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's 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 a rocket and baby group. It a hundred percent is. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers uh, for this natural crit. A quick shout out from Ice King Nexion to ever roll this natural 20. I hope that enemy gets pronked and good fortune finds its way to you. Well, I can tell you it is definitely pronked because that is uh, at the very least uh, nine points of damage. It's dead. Yes. <laughs> well yes. Oof. Nicely done, Echo Seven. Yeah, Spr- Sprout's oh, kind of wait. like uh, enthusiastically kind of like, you know, Pats his, I guess, like his shoulder, like ding, ding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Good on you, kid. And we're we're out of combat. That was a great time for that roll. (laughs) Already, yeah. And now it'll be a great time to take a 10-minute rest. (laughs) (laughs) Another break. Technically, could you not rest as we're moving because you're on my shoulders? That's a good question, Patrick. Can I do that? I'll allow it. You take a little siesta. (laughs) Yeah. Kick up your feet. Because that, that thing got all my SP. <laughs> I have a question before we, we move on, though. Yeah. Does this thing have a den that it's been hiding in that we could potentially hide out in to rest mm-hmm. a little more? Drew, Drew oh. an army is coming at us. I about to say, an army that can uh, dig under underground. So Point taken! Let's <laughs> <move>. <laughs> beep, beep. Uh, well, as you guys are, are moving out, give me, give me another perception check. Oh, boy. Favorite. Oh, come on. Come on. Ooh, a 24, I might say. Nice, Tress. So you, as you're standing over the body of this, um, looks like a evacuee that maybe fell into this thing's um, uh, hunting grounds. Uh, You can see it it seems to be like maybe there's a small like cloth strap kind of poking underneath the the body um, under the snow here. 
uh, and you're going to have to move this frozen corpse out of the way, but you think there might be something underneath it. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll uh, reach around and try to grab any um, ID I can off of this body and then sort of roll it over and uh, see yeah. what's underneath. Yeah, it's, it's as solid as a rock, so it's more like flipping it over, <laughs> uh, you know, a, a solid plank of lifeless flesh. And as you scooch it out of the way, you see what looks like a medical bag in the snow. Ah, oh. Oh. Uh, inside is yeah, it's like a little go bag uh, with a um, uh, little medical plus sign on the outside. Uh, but inside, the first thing you find pulling stuff out of it is maybe not very uh, doctor approved. It's a tactical semi-auto pistol hey, with hey. Ah, uh, nine <laughs> small arm rounds in the clip. Well, perfect for a, every doctor. <laughs> yeah, to keep, <laughs> keep the, uh, the patients at bay, I guess. Uh, there's also a basic med kit, another basic med kit. I know ah. we have all those already. There are a few doses of tier one stimulants. Uh, you can find the rules for oh. that in the Starfinder Armory. There are five wake-up patches, uh, which you know... Uh, is, is something that the the SDF just hands out to to save off uh, sleep deprivation. Uh, the rules of that are in this very AP book, and there are a couple of R2Es, some meals in there, and four Mark One healing serums. Hey, hey. Ah, that's useful. Yeah, ah, I think uh, you might want those. Yeah, we'll take the heal- healing serums for sure. Um, the rest of the stuff, ah, we don't need it. No, stimulants are great because it helps you ignore <laughs> the effects of fatigue oh, or exhaustion. Zinnia uh, I mean, will but, hold but all of it. That's for that's for rounds, though. So, like, I mean, oh, I mean, yeah. we, we should we should take all of it. But uh, well, that's I mean, if that's for if we get in a fight. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. if we've got the if we've got the uh, the carrying capacity, we should take all of it. But uh, we've got the carrying capacity. We can do this. Let's yeah. roll. Okay. Yeah, Devasho has more than enough. Even even if he takes <clears throat> a, a bulk hit from being exhausted, he can still carry. He's got plenty. Okay. Okay. Midnight Company, roll out. All right. Let's. <laughs> As you're yeah getting ready to hustle away from from this. Uh, this altercation, this encounter. Uh, Zinnia looking back over it, the the body of this once, uh, you know, apex predator here on the planet. I, I can't imagine, but uh, can't help but imagine, I should say, that, you know, something in you is, you know, just wanting to stay here for hours and perhaps study this as this is like your primary thesis is how, you know, predator interactions and invasive species like the swarm could do something like this, make this yeah. this mighty beast fall. It's funny you say that. As soon as it died, I was about to say Zinnia runs over to take a sample, but then I thought that that would be in poor taste. So, yeah, I mean, at the very least, you can <laughs> take a, a quick photograph with your your calm unit, um, making making yeah. sure that the the dead body of the the human here is is cropped out. Yes, it may be the case that this is one of the last. Of its kind. Not that the swarm are here. Well, we saw tracks for one before, so it's not the very last. This might be the, this might be that one. <laughs> this might, Could I mean, be. maybe not well, the very, you, yeah. you know what I mean, though. It's, that, it's like, that one it that sort of makes you think is, like, you know, kind of. That one is like only a few miles from Brunoa, so that one's definitely gone <laughs> if the swarm have overrun that region. Uh, yeah, so as you guys are taking stock and, and heading back out, um, 
your comm units once again kind of chirp to life and uh, you get a, an automated message that starts playing on on repeat and, and popping in every once in a while but this one kind of cuts in and out with perhaps another message it sounds like someone trying to raise someone on the wire and you hear like panting uh heavy footsteps there's some far off screams and on the other end of the call finally a, a voice loudly shouting through the static through the calamitous noise you hear them say to be continued oh, oh, next time oh you thought this this march was over oh, not yet i want to be done with the march i want to be done yeah yeah i bet you do. <laughs> uh there's still some i mean almost halfway there like i said still got some ways to go until you get to the the Deathmar River, get over to Fort Gallant. Um, but we got a lot of we got a lot of episodes left in in this season, so don't don't rush yourself. Um, not too bad, right? You guys, uh, for the most part, are are whole, correct? Yeah, but Tress took a hit, which was like the second to last person we wanted to take a hit. Yeah. Mm. So how how far are or how far in are we? <clears throat> how much is still to go? Looks like you're about 14 miles away. Oh my! And we started how far away? 26? Is that right? 20. 24. 20. Yeah. So 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 glad that our our people who haven't taken any resolved points of damage yet didn't take a hit. (laughs) (laughs) Now Miles did take a hit. Let's be fair. I did. Oh boy. Oh boy. The the guy who's not making the guy who's not making fort saves took a hit. Oh no. I I also took I also took a resolve save before we started. So. I oh. only have two. You're oh, down. You're no. Down two. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, no. The guy who's not making fort saves. I mean, let's, don't blame us all... for not making melee characters. <laughs> uh, the, let's the, all, the let's all be real with the, with, the, with the real villain here. Rebecca's no. character. No. <laughs> yes. Lying yes. above everybody. Yes. I, I thought you were going to say me. I was like, no, turn on each other, not the GM. <laughs> no, uh, I, I the just. of the book. No, I, the I was helping. I was helping. Exactly. I helped Debasha. Helpful. Yeah. Very helpful. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully you'll be able to help some more uh, on the, the last leg, the second half of uh, this section of the book, the long slog. Uh, but we're, we're going to get there. We'll get there next week. There's other fun surprises waiting for you besides the, the thrush uh, stalker, this Sapex predator. Uh, you're going to have to wait until next week to find out about that. Guys, thanks so much for playing with me. Thank you. Thank Patrick. you. Everyone out there, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll, we'll get back to some more Attack of the Swarm action next week. See you later. Bye. Goodbye. Kaboom. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.